it's Kim. Welcome back to another episode of the My Lips Aren't Sealed podcast. Happy Tuesday. I hope you guys are all having wonderful weeks so far. My week has been not off to the best start, I would say. Super low energy, just really not feeling motivated to do much. And that's okay. I think it's so important for us to really remind ourselves that having days or moments in life where you don't feel 100% all the time, that's okay. That's normal. It would actually be insane if we were 100% productive and enthusiastic and energetic all the time. So that's how my week's going. Um, I hope you are having a good and productive week, but if you are not, if you are in the same boat as me, that's okay. It's okay, guys. We got this. I do hope you enjoyed today's episode. Today is going to be a solo episode. Just me and you chatting and hanging out. I'm going to be talking to you guys about some of the stupid shit I did in my 20s that would literally put 30-year-old me into a coma. I got this idea from there was a TikTok trend maybe a month or two months. I don't know. Time's weird. Maybe it was a few months ago. But it was a trend that was things people do today that would send colonial people or pilgrims. I don't know what it was. But it was that would send people back in time into a coma. So it was like going to a Taylor Swift concert, iPads, like shit like that. So then I was thinking about my 20s. I was giving a lot of thought about that recently because it is insane to me how much we change in our 20s. How much you change in your 30s, your 40s. Like I I know that there is so much more to come in life, but just reflecting on my 20th birthday and my 30th birthday is next and I have learned so much about myself. I've grown so much as a person. And when I look back and think about the experiences I had During my 20s, some of the stories and moments I think about, I laugh and I'm like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe I did that. That is like crazy. Some of the stuff I just, I want to slap myself. Why was I putting up with that person? Or why was I in that situation? And there's other things that I'm just like, what the fuck was I thinking? Like truly, what was I thinking? So I figured I would put together a little list uh, a few stories and and uh memories that I wanted to share with you guys to reflect on my 20s and talk about what I've learned from those experiences and where I'm at now as I'm enjoying the last year of my 20s which is truly crazy to think about I say as my Botox is is setting in (laughs) seriously I'm not not kidding if you enjoyed today's episode which I really really hope you do please make sure to rate me five stars on Spotify and Apple podcasts leave that written review give a thumbs up if you are listening on YouTube and if you're not already please make sure to follow My Lips Aren't Sealed podcast on Instagram and my personal Instagram account is at Kimberly Cobb. With all that said, let's jump on into Catch Up with Kim. So you guys, what is the 411? What has everybody been up to? Like I said, this week, because I'm recording on Monday, you guys, this episode comes out tomorrow morning and last week was busy. I feel like it was so busy. Every day was jam-packed doing something different and I'm very grateful for for everything. But then I reflect back on the week and I'm like, what the heck did I do with all my time? Why am I, why did I have to wait until literally the night before my episode comes out to record? And 
the reason is I was just living in the moment. I had a lot of things going on and you guys are, are literally getting the hot off the press of what's going on with me. So the biggest thing that happened this past week was I started metformin and metformin is a drug from my from what my doctor told me, it's a medication that is used to treat people who are pre-diabetic. That said, they have also come to find that there are a ton of benefits to using metformin on people who have PCOS. If you guys remember, 4th of July, I talked about how I got these crazy sharp pains and I um, ended up going to the hospital and got all checked out and they determined I have PCOS and I had ovarian cysts rupture. That's what the pain was, was from. So this medication helps with these symptoms and negative side effects of having PCOS. The bad thing is when you first start taking metformin, you get diarrhea, you get nauseous, you get all the fun GI issues that come along with taking the medication for the first two to three weeks. Eventually your body supposedly is supposed to fully adjust and you feel good. So the first few days I took it, Oh my gosh, you guys, like my stomach hurt so bad, like so, so bad. And then I had nausea, like I had to uh, skip my friend's birthday dinner because I was so sick. I literally like I was fully ready, had her presence, like was texting about outfits and what we were going to wear. And I I couldn't do it. I was like, I'm going to throw up at this dinner if I go. And later on, I didn't end up getting sick. So I'm glad I didn't go. I will say now, knock on wood. I'm feeling good. I feel like my body is adjusting to the medication well, but it did take an adjustment period for the most of most of this past week. Then uh, I ended up making it up to my friend Sam, whose birthday I missed. We had a much needed girls pool day at my apartment pool. And I don't know if this is just a me thing, but I dread going to the pool by myself. I don't know what it is. I, I'm sure it's just a body insecurity kind of thing, but I have an incredible pool at my apartment complex and I never go to it because I don't want to go by myself and it's also super hot in Austin so I don't really want to go and be outside that much anyways but my friends convinced me that they wanted to do a pool day and I'm so glad I did. We had a great time just catching up on life. I hadn't seen them in a few weeks and so it was great just to hang out with your girls. So this is your reminder if you have been pushing off spending that extra time with your friends even if it's a quick coffee day or a happy hour or even a phone call, make that call, spend that time with your friends because they are so important and you don't realize how much you need that girl time until you have it. So very grateful for Jess and Sam, my girlfriends that I hung out with at the pool over the weekend. What else have I been up to? I have been looking for another job as a second stream of income. I just, I'm, I have this mindset right now where I just want to make a lot of money. I want to stockpile a bunch of money, travel, um, pay off some credit cards, you know, just do these things that I have been wanting to do for a while. And so I'm looking for a second job right now, um, preferably a remote job. So if you guys know anything, let me know. But I'm going to start posting more on TikTok regarding my Amazon storefront and sharing links because I get commission off of those. So anyway, you can support. I would really, really appreciate it. And if you have any job site recommendations or job recommendations, let me know. The last thing that I did this past week was I booked a trip with two of my other friends, Kiana. You guys know Kiana. She has been on several podcast episodes. She is the best. And Allie, who if you watch my vlogs on YouTube, I posted a vlog a day in the life 
last week. And Allie is a recent college grad who shadowed me for a college paper. And she was just the cutest little thing in the entire world. And her dream job is being a celebrity personal assistant. And so I am hiring her on to join Kiana and I on the trip to help shoot some BTS content, pictures of me on the beach, um, just miscellaneous things. We will also be recording a podcast episode during the trip. So She's going to be there to help with everything. And she's a good friend too. And I love her to death. So we booked our trip. We're going to San Diego, California, my favorite place in the entire world. I mean it. I've been all over the world. San Diego just hits different. If you've been, you know, if you've been and it wasn't your thing, there's something wrong with you because it's the best. But I'm pretty sure that is it with catching up with Kim. Again, week's kind of off to a weird start, but... I'm going to try to turn things around. I have some exciting things upcoming that I'm really, really looking forward to, like the San Diego trip and a trip to Charleston and Charlotte later on this month. So a lot of things to be grateful for and to be excited about. That wraps up my catch up with Kim, and we are now going to shift into my pick of the week. Oh, my God. I love your skirt. Where did you get it? Gee, thanks. Just got it. I see it. I like it. I want it. I am throwing it back this week with my pick of the week. So in general terms, my pick of the week is having a comfort show. And what I mean by having a comfort show is having a show that you can put on in the background while you're on your phone. You put it on when you're having a bad day. You put it on when you just want to zone out and go into a little, a different world and forget about all your problems in real life. For some people, their comfort show could be something like Friends or New Girl, like one of those classic shows or sitcoms. For me, my pick of the week is my comfort show, and that is Jane the Virgin. If you have not yet seen this show, what are you doing with your life? Like my dream day watching Jane the Virgin. I'm living in San Diego. I go to the beach, hang out with Louie. Phenomenal. That's like my happy place. Jane the Virgin is basically, it's a telenovela, but a modern take on a telenovela. All the acting is phenomenal. The show is lighthearted, but also dramatic enough to still keep your attention. And what I love the most about this show is that the family dynamic, there's something that everybody can relate to. So whether you have an Alba, like maybe your grandma reminds you of Alba in the show, or your mom is similar to to Zoe, or maybe you're Jane, you're Team Michael or Team Raphael. Like there are so many different parts of the show that you can relate to in one way or another. And I find comfort in the show because... It reminds me of my family in a sense. And it's so funny because we're nothing like the family, but it's familiar. I hope that makes sense what I'm saying. I'm not sure. I have it on right now. I've been feeling overwhelmed lately and putting a show like Jane the Virgin on, putting your comfort show on, it just, it's like putting a warm little blanket around your mind for a little bit. And I love it. It's such a great show. Justin Baldoni I think I'm pronouncing his last name correctly. He plays Raphael, which is one of the main characters' love interests in Jane the Virgin. Justin Baldoni was recently cast as Ryle in It Ends With Us, the movie based on the book It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover. If you guys have been listening to my podcast for a while, you know that I loved 
that book. I related to it so much as somebody who is a survivor of an abusive situation relationship. The book, It Ends With Us, really hit home to me. I, I felt very attached to the book and the characters. And when I was envisioning Ryle, who is one of the characters in the book, when I was envisioning him, I was thinking more of somebody like Theo James, right? If you know Theo James, beautiful man, but he could totally play a villain, right? I was so shocked when I found out that Justin Baldoni, aka Raphael in Jane the Virgin, was the person who is cast as Ryle, because that's just not what I was envisioning at all for the character and the casting. That said, I also wasn't imagining uh, Serena Vanderwoodson to play Lily Bloom, but here we are. So I won't rant about that too much, <laughs> but I love seeing Justin play Raphael on the show. I'm not yet sure how I'm going to feel about him playing Ryle and it ends with us, but we'll see. We'll see when the moment comes. But again, my pick of the week is Jane the Virgin or just more in general, having a comfort show. I will put on my stories. I'm so interested to see what you guys uh, have as your comfort shows. So I will tomorrow on Tuesday, put up a story on my Instagram with a question box where you guys can drop your comfort shows and I will share those anonymously later on in a list and let you guys see if maybe you guys have matching comfort shows or maybe yours is mine, which I would love that for us. But that wraps up my pick of the week and now I'm going to move on into the main portion of today's podcast episode. It's now time to talk about the stupid shit I did in my 20s that would put 30-year-old me into a coma. I am very shocked that I am here to tell all these stories. Like when I was reflecting on the things that I did in my 20s, I'm like, how the hell did I survive that? Like, how am I alive today? And my stories, I feel, for the most part, are decently PG, PG-13. Like, I know I'm not the craziest person in the entire world. I don't do drugs. I'm not a crazy party girl. But in my 20s, like, I did do some questionable things. And we're going to talk about those things. Before I begin, don't judge me. This is a judgment-free zone I just wanted to share all these stories and talk about what I learned from these experiences and talk about how I've changed. I do have some younger listeners, especially who maybe will relate to the things I have to say or maybe see me as a big sister to them. And so I want to share some of my advice and feedback. And that said, all the things I talk about where, you know, I do look back on it and I'm like, what the fuck was I thinking? But also, nothing I did was wrong. I feel like we all have to experience life and not be scared of life. Like, it's okay to make mistakes and learn from those mistakes. Sometimes I wish I didn't make certain mistakes, but we learn and we move on. And that's just a part of growing up. So, that I did in my 20s that would put 30-year-old me into a coma. I feel is just overall my understanding of general safety and my risky behaviors. So I would, in my 20s, engage in these risky activities without ever considering potential consequences. And I think that has to do with the fact that, correct me if I'm wrong, your brain is not developed until you're like 25. Is that true? 21 to 25? There's something in that age range. And that makes total sense because now I'm like, what was I thinking? I would never do that. But in my 20s, I was like, you know what? I'm young. I'm fun. I'll be fine without ever thinking about the consequences 
of my actions. So I have a few examples for you guys. And just just reading down my notes, I'm like, Kim, what were you thinking? When I was in college, I went to San Diego State University. Incredible school. Highly recommend. My friends and I, there was five girls and a, a total of six of us. We shared a house, one story house, and we had a big backyard. It's beautiful weather in San Diego all year long. So you sleep with your windows open. I'm sure more than 50% of the time, we did not lock our front door. We did not lock the sliding glass door. Maybe the front door was locked, but the sliding glass backyard door was not locked ever. And I would literally sleep with my windows wide open. After seeing the murders that happened in Idaho with those college girls and, and the guy, like rest in peace. That was like the scariest thing that I've read recently because I'm like that is such a reality check looking back we had none of those safety precautions in place like we we just thought like nothing bad could happen to us even though we weren't in that safe of a neighborhood we never had any break-ins never had anything bad happen but that's a miracle like truly 30 year old me is like I lock all my doors I, I I walk around my apartment I live like high up in a building and I'm still like locking all my doors. I sleep with my windows shut. I double check that my front door is locked. And if I travel, I bring the security locks for the doors. Like I am overly cautious now, probably making up for my lack of awareness (laughs) in my twenties. But guys, this is a mistake that like, do not make like I did lock your doors, be safe because you just can't trust anybody. The next thing that I did Oh, that was a bit risky. I feel is pretty much everything I did in Australia. So after I graduated from college, I moved to Australia. I moved to Australia, you guys, with no itinerary and no place to live. Like luckily I had my friends with two friends with me, but we pulled a piece of paper off of a wall that is like, if you're a um like a nomad or a traveler, call Alfie and he'll set you up with accommodation for a place to live. So we literally call this random man that was had his paper on a wall and we call him and he comes and picks us up and takes us to an apartment and is like, okay, do you guys like this place? Okay, great. It's yours. Thank God it worked out. But can you imagine if it didn't? Like we are three American girls who just got picked up by some random man. We got into his car no questions asked. And the weirdest thing to me is I don't even remember being nervous about it. Like he picked us up and I was like, all right, cool, cool. We got this figured out. Like this guy could have locked all the doors and kept driving and we had no way to protect ourselves. We had no weapons or pepper spray or anything like that. Like it's shocking that we were okay with that. And on top of that, like just the experience itself with living in Australia, my friends and I would go out, we'd party, we'd drink, and then I would go home. Not often. I wasn't some hoochie mama, but on a few occasions I did go home with these men that I met in Australia. And it's like I went to their apartments with no way of my friends knowing where I was at. Like, it is just so shocking to me. And I love that I lived on the edge and I was adventurous and fun. But now I'm like, oh my gosh, that was so dangerous, right? And I feel like also just the one night stands in general that I had throughout my 20s was so risky. Even if you're in the United States, you don't know who you're going home with. Like, If you meet somebody at a bar or a club, you had surface level conversation at best, right? And if you're planning on going home with somebody, 
you don't know if they like I'm so paranoid you guys like I could just keep rambling but they could have cameras set up in their room they could lock you in their door don't you guys remember that story of that hinge guy who this girl matched with this guy on hinge goes over to his apartment to hook up and he ended up locking her in his apartment for like weeks with no food nothing like psycho so be safe you guys okay I didn't have too many one night stands but I have like as I'm sure most girls have I don't know maybe I'm just the crazy one I have a sticky note like a a note on my phone and I keep a list of everybody I have been intimate with and a little like little notes like how I met him and like the date because I'm just I'm a little extra like that but I look at the list and there's a few guys on there that if I didn't have little notes about where I met them and who they were I wouldn't know who they who they are and it's just like it's so scary because when you are being intimate with somebody you are putting yourself in in general at risk like your sexual health at risk you don't know if this person has STDs or if they're in a relationship or if they're a murderer like you just don't know. So I'm not against one night stands. I think it's it's fine if like that, if you're just looking for something casual. But I do think in today's day and age, we have the technology where we should do a little research first on who we're spending our time with, who we're being intimate with, because it's better to be safe than sorry. Another bit of a risky behavior that I did, speaking of, of meeting guys at bars, is just accepting drinks or shots from men at bars like if you don't see that bartender pouring it even sometimes the bartenders are in on it it is so risky to take a drink from a guy and I I have take I have accepted so many drinks from men that they you know they're flirting with me they all oh, go buy you a drink and they bring it back for me and I would just drink it no questions asked what the hell was I thinking oh my god full transparency I have been roofied three times and I don't say that with a smile on my face like I don't wish that upon anybody it's not a laughing matter. Luckily, two of those three situations, I, I know I was able to get out of and I made it home safely. The third situation, I don't have much recollection of. And those situations were because I accepted drinks from men who I thought I could trust and I couldn't. And it's like 30 year old me is like, Kim, what were you thinking? Like, I would never. I don't even accept a water from a guy at a bar anymore. Like, no, no, honey, leave me alone. <laughs> And then the last thing when it comes to just general safety and risky behaviors that my 30-year-old self would be put into a coma, no location sharing, no carrying pepper spray at night, and also going on walks with my headphones in. All throughout my 20s, I, I don't know if it was just me, but location sharing was just not a thing. I know I have like my one friend, Heidi, her and her family have always shared their locations with each other, but I, like my mom has always been an Android user. My sister and I, just that conversation never came up. And now my sister and I share our locations, as do I share my location with my best friend. But that didn't happen until this past year. And that's shocking and so dangerous because how much more safe would I have felt all throughout my 20s had I had the comfort of knowing that my parents or family knew where I was at all times, right? And then the other two were the carrying pepper spray. Just now, I don't even leave my apartment without my pepper spray attached to my keychain. And last year, I had mentioned on the podcast too, I shared a story about how I was on a walk in Austin. I had my headphones in and I got assaulted. Some man got out of his car, chased me down, and it was terrifying and that's something I learned at age 
28. Don't wear your headphones when you're on a walk. That's just part of being a woman. And I, it just makes me wonder too, like how I just, I've always worn both my headphones, my, all my twenties. So those are my general safety and risky behaviors for things that would have sent 30 year old me into a coma. Next, we're talking about relationship drama. As I head into my 30s, I just feel like I have such a stronger sense, my understanding of what I'm looking for in a partner and what I'm willing to accept or not accept in a relationship. When I was in my 20s, I'm still 29 right now for the record, but throughout my 20s, I was so willing to jump into relationships without careful consideration of of who they are as a person and, and what we both want long term. And I just got caught up in a lot of unnecessary drama. In my 20s, I took back a man who cheated on me multiple occasions. I slept with men who didn't treat me right. And I pursued men who weren't interested in the same things long term as me. Marriage, kids, a family. 30-year-old me <laughs> would not put up with any of those things. In my 20s, I, I fully ignored red flags. I thought I could change a person if they really loved me I could change them but you just can't and it's like now I can't even wrap my mind around doing any of those things I mean at this point I would rather be single than spend my time on a guy who's not worth it and then I feel like when it comes to relationships too I also uh, one I let men decide my value and I let them ruin my mood or night if I wasn't validated by them so, for example, if I went out to a bar and a guy didn't hit on me that I was interested in or or if a guy didn't text me back, oh my gosh, it would just destroy me. And now I'm like, hey, they're lost. Bye. Whatever. <laughs> and, and number two, prioritizing relationships over friendships. I did that so much during my 20s and I am so ashamed of that. I lost some really incredible friends and I learned a lot from those mistakes and thankfully some of the real ones stuck by my side and let me come back into their lives after I had prioritized a relationship over them. But it's nothing that I would ever do again. Going into my 30s, my girls, my gays, like my friends are my priority because those are the people that are going to stick with you throughout life. And unless a guy is your life partner, guys can come and go, right? But your friends are forever. I know that's a cheesy expression, but it's true. And it took me all of my 20s to learn that and to really appreciate the value of a strong and genuine friendship. Another thing that I did in my 20s that would send 30-year-old me into a coma, partying excessively. I engaged in so much excessive drinking and partying and that had a lot of both short-term and long-term consequences. I'm like shaking my head right now because I I was proud of the fact that I knew security guards and bartenders on a first name basis. Like I walked into these places like my shit don't stink. I run this place. And looking back, it's like, of course, a time and a place, your 20s are the time to be that party girl if that's what you're into and that's what you, you're wanting in life. But looking back, I'm not embarrassed or ashamed, but I'm just, I just laugh at it because I really thought I was so cool for having all that. And and at the end of the day, it's, it doesn't give you much. But it really did give me all these, all, you know, the excessive partying and drinking and everything. I gained a lot of weight. I had skin problems. I was bloated. I spent way too much money on drinks and Ubers. 
Uh, I made bad decisions when I was drunk and I would go home with the wrong guys. I would have serious conversations with people when I was intoxicated and those conversations should have taken place sober. And I feel like also like all the drinking and partying, it hindered my pursuit of my professional and health goals. It really set me back. And I didn't realize that. It took me years to realize how damaging this lifestyle was for me in the long term. And all, of course, as you guys know, all of the successive partying and bar- the whole bar scene, all of it, it brought back my anxiety and depression in full force. Like the, the things that I had experienced in the beginning of my 20s with anxiety and depression, I mean, it came back with a vengeance. Like last year was the hardest year of my life. And I think that was in large part due to this reliance that I had on alcohol and needing that to get out of my comfort zone and have fun. And it was my main source of entertainment, truly. So now going into my 30s, I've been sober, you guys, since last October. I'm like, what? Time flies when you're when you're being sober. But I'm I'm really proud of myself. I'm going into the last year of my 20s sober more focused on health and wellness and prosperity and all these things that are are going to add value to my life long term whereas the alcohol it's fun short term it gives you a a burst of serotonin and excitement but the next day you just feel it. it hits you like a brick which brings me to another thing that i did in my 20s i ignored my health when i was in my 20s i straight up neglected exercise a balanced diet and adequate sleep because I had this invincibility mindset. I I rarely worked out, especially in college. Looking back, I was trying to think, I'm like, did I do workout classes? No. Like I took an occasional yoga class here or there. And I did a lot of walking to and from and around campus, but workout classes weren't as mainstream during my time throughout my 20s or maybe they just weren't something that I thought I could do or that I would enjoy Uh, I definitely did not drink water (laughs) like I was talking to my friend I don't know if I mentioned this on last week's episode I, I truly cannot recall but I was like I don't remember drinking water in college I drank a lot of alcohol I drank a lot of like simply lemonade and things like that, juices and such. But I don't remember drinking water and that is insane. 30-year-old me is like, what? I have my Stanley Cup in my hand at all times. I drink at least three of those a day. I'm peeing constantly, but your girl is hydrated. That is for sure. Another thing that sends me into a coma is the fact that I would not only consume an excessive amount of alcohol, but the type of alcohol I would consume. We got jungle juice. We got four locos. We got UV blue. Oh my God. Svedka. No, Svedka wasn't that bad, but there was like a a certain, was it Svedka? I can't remember now. It's, It's all a blur, but just the types of alcohol. Like if I were to drink alcohol now, it's top shelf, baby. I can't, I can't do that cheap hangover alcohol. Oh my gosh. It's, it's too much. Also not having a sleep schedule. I'm still working on that to this day. And I, it's a struggle because I, especially with this new medication, it does make me 
extra sleepy, but I do understand the importance of a good sleep schedule and getting your full eight hours a night, if not more, depending on your lifestyle. I never had one throughout my 20s like at all which is mind-blowing also way less serious but like did I ever use skincare or heat protectant or sunscreen like I don't think I did like truly I know I had this like the black bottle of Tresemme with like the little red squirty lid that was like a heat protectant I used occasionally and then occasionally I would use like this Olay sunscreen but skincare who is she? I didn't know about skincare until a year or two ago. Oh my God, my poor skin. And I'm so jealous of the Gen Zs who are growing up with skin talk on TikTok. They'll get to watch all the videos that teach them what they need, what they don't need. Growing up, I don't think my mom would have invested in all those nice products for me. But at least having a good understanding of the importance of taking care of your skin. I wish I had that. I could have gotten 10 extra years of skincare to take care of my beautiful skin so now I'm backtracking but I know now how important it is and it's just shocking that I I never did and it's so funny too because I think about how cakey my makeup used to be and I would go to Sephora and complain like this foundation is like crusty on my skin it's like flaking and it's like girl you just needed to put on some primer and do your skincare but I didn't know that was a thing so here we are next on my things that would send 30 year old me into a coma that I did in my 20s throughout my 20s I spent long periods of time ignoring my mental health which led to stress anxiety and a ton of other issues later on but we didn't really talk about therapy growing up or in college and I'm so glad it's more mainstream now I had my first panic attack my sophomore year of college and I went to the the doctors on campus they prescribed me with Lexapro and it worked it got me back on my feet I was doing great not once interestingly enough did they recommend a therapist I didn't go to a therapist uh, for the first time until a couple's therapy with one of my exes because he kept cheating on me (laughs) like that was the first time I went to a therapist was a couples therapy. Went to a few of those. And then last year was when I started doing better help for my own online therapy. It's so crazy to me to think about prescribing a medication to somebody in their early 20s and not wanting to expand on their mental health journey at all. Uh, I'm glad like it, you know, I put a bandage on the issue temporarily, but it didn't solve anything like long term for me. Mental health is something that I, I hold near and dear to my heart, too, because it's something that runs in my family. We've all had issues with depression and anxiety and other things here and there. So it's interesting to me that it wasn't something that we talked about and and we addressed early on. And I wish I would have too because I got into a serious relationship and my partner isolated me from everyone. This is somebody I dated during my 20s. And he encouraged me to close off the world, which worsened my mental health. And because of this, I missed out on a lot of opportunities like trips and experiences with, with friends because he didn't want me to go do those things with them. And my anxiety and depression was so intense at that moment in my life that I agreed with him. You know, I was 
scared of experiencing those things in life. After I broke up with him, I started to party a lot uh, just to get back out there and meet people. But I soon found myself in a cycle of drinking to feel better and to socialize. And then I was overspending and making bad choices, getting depressed and then doing it all over again. And in my darkest of days, I stopped producing work which put me in really a really bad place financially. 30-year-old me would look back at 20-something-year-old me and just feel so sad that she was trapped in that cycle for so long. But I'm so proud that I've gone out of that and I've learned how important it is to prioritize your mental health. It is like important. It's not even a strong enough word. The last thing that 20-something-year-old me did that would send 30-year-old me into a coma... (sighs) Kim in her 20s lived beyond her means, you guys. She racked up credit card debt. She did not save the future. And that Kim is me right now. I am in my 20s still, as I mentioned. And I'm paying off credit card debt. I'm trying to figure out how to put myself in a stable, comfortable, prosperous place financially. It wasn't really, though, until this past year that I realized the importance of financial literacy. Because not only did my family not talk about mental health growing up. We also didn't talk about money. I mean, I always knew it was important to be frugal, uh, to be wise with your money, to save, but there was never a plan of action and no education around that. And that's something that I definitely want to provide for my children, which is why I'm trying to educate myself as much as possible. For the first half of my 20s, I never used a credit card. Like I, I open up a bank account at Wells Fargo when I was 16. I had my checking account and my savings account and a credit card. I never used that credit card ever. I only used my debit card, which is great because I didn't have any credit card debt to pay off, but also I wasn't building up my credit. The second half of my 20s, I only used a credit card and I never paid it off fully. <sighs> and that's kind of where I'm at now. I'm paying off debt, debt that I accrued while I was really depressed and not working. Debt that I accrued to get myself out of a really bad relationship, to get myself back on my feet, to start over in life. And here's the thing, credit card debt is not bad. It's not great to have, obviously. But having a credit card to rely on, I learned in my 20s, it's so crucial because having that that credit card was my lifeline. And yes, I'm paying it off and it sucks, but I wouldn't be where I am today without it. Like I said, this year I'm really using this year to learn about my finances and get to a stable place when it comes to my spending and my savings habits. I'm just trying to get in a good place, you guys. I'm manifesting that Kim in her 30s is just a badass rich bitch, okay? We're gonna we're gonna make it happen. But those are pretty much all the things for now that I can think of that I did in my 20s that would send 30-year-old me into a coma. I did a lot of crazy things. I I couldn't even list them all. I'd have to go through my journals and reread all the crazy shit I did. And again, I know not everything I did was insane, but these are things that I believe a lot of people could relate to. And as we get older, we learn, we grow. And in my 30s, I'm not going to know it all. I'm still going to have a lot of room for growth and I'm going to experience a lot more life. And I am so optimistic that the best is yet to come.
I hope you guys enjoyed this week's podcast episode. If you did, you know the drill. Please make sure to rate me five stars on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Give me a thumbs up on YouTube. Follow me on Instagram at my lips aren't sealed podcast. If you guys had any questions about today's episode, feel free to send me a DM on Instagram at Kimberly Cobb or at my lips aren't sealed podcast. I hope you guys have a great day and have an even better week ahead. I love you guys so much and we will talk more next week. Bye.